Welcome back to the Legal Weekly Wine, where we talk about the week's hottest legal topics. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We're with Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Until you do. All right. Today, it is still April. We're still in April. (laughs) Next week, don't forget that we're taking a quick break. And we'll be back the following. But this week, we have two topics that we think are the hottest. They're hot, for sure. They are hot. um, Because we are going to say two words that I think you will stay tuned for listening. Um, Fox News and abortion. Yes, I think technically that was three, but... But is Fox News considered (laughs) one word because it's a a proper noun, or is it two? You might be right. Fox News, like, as a... I mean, I know they're separate words, words, but is it... Let us know. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Grammatically speaking, is it one or two words? I don't know, but it's one name. We can start, you know, sentence diagramming, get it out and really... (laughs) I loved that. <laughs> I don't think people know how to do that anymore. I did learn how to do that, and I thought it was the f- best thing ever. And it's like, I was a nerd. They should have known that when like I was laughing. Like, <laughs> I was like, I would love to diagram a sentence, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so Chelsea's going to tell us the next time we're on air, whether it's... Yeah, I'll do my homework. I'll come words. back. <laughs> but... That's a lot of hot topic right there. It is. Just those two by themselves are hot topics. Lots we are going to, yeah. Okay. So lots of personal feelings we know all around. We understand, we have our own personal feelings, some of which we'll share, some of which we won't. Yeah. Um, we know you're going to have personal feelings on this. Absolutely. Happy to listen to them, but please know we're trying not to talk about personal feelings on it, but just law. Like how does it, how is it working legally? What does it mean? What might happen with it? That's what yeah. we're trying to talk about rather than whether abortion should be legal or not. So right. that is going to be a question we're not addressing. Look, legal analysis versus Chelsea's queen for a day, right? Like yes. they're very different things. Right, they are. So Chelsea will do her own. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Maybe we could could do a side program. Yes. Chelsea's, Chelsea's opinions. Truly? No, Chelsea's vibes. Chelsea's vibes. The I new could. show. We could do the new show. Chelsea's I vibes. I don't know how long that could be on the air because filtering myself is not my strongest suit <laughs> we'll um, be shut down <laughs> truly yeah so be an injunction for that there, there really could be instead of injunctive relief um with the fda and abortion pills it will be injunctive relief against chelsea That'd be we'll funny. be sued for millions truly for defamation and truly everything else <laughs> that's Fair point. <laughs> Defamation, injunctions, both that we're talking about this week. Look, I'm just, I'm still gobsmacked that you are so rational and controlled on here. I say the first thought that comes to my brain and people are so mad at you on the internet. I no, I really do have some haters. They like get so mad at her. And yeah. I'm just saying the most asinine things and nobody cares, which is kind of upsetting for me. You know, I like a, <laughs> I like a reaction. I like Chelsea's the one looking for reactions, not me. I'm just trying to tell stories. I'm trying to tell you how things were, not my opinions about them one way or the other, but how they were. Look, like clearly um, but... I like attention. I was a theater kid. I went to law school and now I have a podcast. Be so for real. Like <laughs> 
Yes. (laughs) Chelsea is the drama queen. So give her drama, not me, if you're going to give someone drama. Maybe they're scared they're going to get it back because I'll match the energy. I will do that. (laughs) Maybe maybe I'm scared you're going to get it back. Maybe the universe (laughs) knows that it should be me and not you. Honestly, fair point. (laughs) That's fair. I'll give you that one. So we're going to drink to those haters um, because it is the weekly wine. Um, We are doing a menage a trois um, drink, not an actual menage a trois. Um, (laughs) That is the brand. I didn't take French, but I know what that means. Right. Isn't there like, yeah. (laughs) No. So, um, yes, the brand of wine that we're drinking is Menage a Trois. Um, It is a sweet collective Moscato from California. Love that. Um, So, premium grapes ripened in the California sun. Um, Sweet wine bursting with ripe peach and bright tropical, tropical fruit flavors. Um, Ooh, so we do apparently really like peach on yeah, the show. We do. Um, so we've realized, I've realized, um, that we really are drinking a lot of Moscatos and sweet wines and a lot of Cabernets, most likely because that's what I prefer to drink. And when I went out to buy wine for the show, that is what I gravitated toward is what I like to drink. No complaints over here. (laughs) So Chelsea's been enjoying them. Um, Do suggest some other wines. I think we're going to try to at least do like a couple different Pinots, some Merlots, something out there. I don't love Malbecs, but I'm happy to try one. Okay. Um, You know, there are a lot of other wines out there. We are happy to take your suggestions. We're happy to try them. Grab your favorite glass of wine. Um, Join us because we're going to toast and then talk about... A couple of very I'm gonna tell you what's going on with Fox. Difficult questions. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Fox and I need a drink. All, All right. right. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. That was a good one. Oh, I like that a lot. Oh, I like that too. That's almost like drinking a peach. Yes, it's so sweet. It's like juice. See, this is the wine that gets you into trouble because it tastes like nothing. <laughs> you, you just keep drinking. <laughs> That's my problem. I love a good sweet wine. But the problem is you just guzzle it. And I'm like, right. the bottle's gone. No, it's true. That's what the, like. That's very true. Because this, okay, and this is my theory it about it. It's really someone good. who is not like a sommelier. Quality wine tastes good with food. Like with, yes. with food. There's my lipstick all over there. Sweet wine tastes good. Like, tastes good on its own. So you just drink it. Like, it's yeah. a normal beverage. That's what I've realized. Like, you know, like, red wines that have, like, complex flavors. Taste good if you eat with them. But if you wouldn't drink it on its own, most of them, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it, it's It's, it's like, best complimentary. Paired. Right. This, um, I mean, put it in a Capri Sun and, like, have a good day. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and because it's even a little fizzy, it's it's got bubbles. Yes. Um, so even with that, and Funsies. the sweetness scale is between medium sweet and sweet. So there's even a little scale on the bottle that says this. So it really is as if we're having dessert for happy hour, I love which it. is fine. It's not lunch. So anyway, <laughs> enjoy your glass of wine and let's, let's do Fox News first. Yes, because... We've kind of had like an anticlimactic. Oh my like, gosh, where is the trial? I feel like we keep saying this. We're like, like with the, you know, like the trial that wasn't like I just. Right? Yeah. Elon Musk actually had a trial, but it was like, eh. Yeah. 
Gwyneth Paltrow's was interesting. I did enjoy that one. That one, I think, Legal, Legally <laughs> speaking, people, legally speaking, on an interest level of a legal analysis by an attorney who enjoys the law, yes. it was an interesting case. Okay, I, I was listening to our Tuesday episode on the law and script, and I heard myself say, I just really like to, you know, handle a murder case one day. And I was like... <laughs> When I heard myself say it, I knew what I meant, but the way it sounded, I was like, <laughs> not that I want someone to get murdered, but it would be a legally interesting case. Yes. And I think that's why a lot of these things are being taken out of context of what we're saying True. Um, is like there are little clips, but then there's the whole clip of we're like in the law. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, I don't find plumbing quite interesting, but a lot of people would who do plumbing. So it's a, it, this is the area of work we chose. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yes, for Fox News, dud. So no trial? No trial. They even sat the jury. They had a full 12. Now, I don't know why 12, because it was a civil case. It's Delaware. So here's where we get to the state. Like weird stuff. Different state questions is maybe it is 12 jurors for a civil case in Delaware. It's not common. Um, yeah. Many states have six, seven yeah, yeah, yeah. I think nine. nine. Yeah, California is nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Twelve is not often for a civil case. So that was interesting of of itself um, for me for Delaware. And then they actually sat full 12 alternates. 12 alternates? Oh, you didn't hear that part? No. Yeah, they had, the judge had sat, I mean, the parties chose. Yes. Um, Sorry, I hit the table there. Um, the judge had, had sat in the sense that, a jury was selected of 12 jury members and 12 alternates. And so they'd completed the jury voir dire section, gotten into the actual pick. Yes. It was slated for about six week trial. And it didn't happen. And it was the trial that was not. Okay. And so tell me if I have this right. My, we dove into this a while ago, but my understanding is this is a lawsuit between Dominion, right? Yes. Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems. It's like a voting machine company. Correct. And they were essentially suing Fox saying, hey, you lied about our machines on yes. your programming. Um, and that caused us to lose business, right? Like, I mean, that's very oversimplification, but like, but it's a great okay. analysis. It's a great quick summary is, yeah, I mean, here's where we go back to Trump. Everything in the news seems to be I about swear. Trump, but it's all relating to this is it's about the 2020 election. Yeah. And what Dominion Voting is saying is, look, you maligned us in the news saying that an election was stolen and we were part, our systems, yes, our we're work, changing people's votes. Our, we were changing people's votes or our systems were faulty in changing people's votes where we incorrectly calculated that Biden was the winner. Right. And then you made other claims. There was another claim by Rudy Giuliani that they had, their company had been like founded with the Mexican cartels. I mean, it was, you can't just say things. You can't just say right. You can't. So go back to our prior show where our theme was just stop talking. Yes. Um, because talking gets you in a lot of trouble. Um, so yeah, they had, so there was all of this where they're saying, look, the statements that you made, Mm -hmm. You posited them as truth. Not that you just said them, but you said them as if they were true. The statements were false. 
Therefore, we have been defamed. Our character right. has been defamed. And as a company, technically, you do have a character. Yeah. You have a reputation as a company, yeah, just as you do with the with a person. I mean, and that's kind of key to their business, having an accurate counting of the votes. Right. But you in- should use our systems because we're accurate. Or wait, no, now we no longer have business. Like, okay, we we failed at the the presidential nomination. So how are we going to get business? Right. So instead of going to court and sort of duking this out in mm-hmm. the public, they settled. They did. It was. There's a lot in the civil world where there's the common you know settles on the courthouse step is one of the common phrases yeah. that we use or the. Um, midnight hour, 12th hour settlement. We, we call it a 12th hour settlement or settling on the courthouse steps because it's like a last minute settlement right before you go to court there. Even I have had some where it's like at nine o'clock the night before, you know, I've got another attorney on the line saying, okay, I'm going to give you this much money. Okay. Let me call my client. And in the morning we appear at court saying, judge, we've settled the case, but it is rare to actually settle it like after the jury's already saw like I mean sat. that is and the thing is up until that point it's kind of playing chicken right like when you have this <laughs> who's is, gonna blink yeah right like it, I mean it's kind of trial strategy is like well I'll take this to trial okay well we'll take this to trial and it's sort of like you know maybe you do maybe you have maybe like you truly feel you have the best case and sure let's put it in front of and let people decide I think you just have both sides sort of playing that like who Who's going to, like you said, who's going to blink first? Like we're going to play a chicken. Um, what it makes me think, you know, just speculative. Maybe they didn't want that playing out in front of everybody. Yeah. I think as they did the calculus there of like, mm-hmm. does this do more harm overall to us or good overall to us to play this out in a trial? And it was for both sides. And this is for me. As a trial attorney, and especially as a plaintiff's attorney, I am looking at this saying Dominion should have fought it. Right. They should not have settled. It was not, to me, it's not in their best interest to have settled. Right. Bring this through the courts. Let it all play out. Do all six excruciating weeks so that everyone knows. That would be my perspective as a trial attorney. Right. But. Okay, what's the but there? Because this is my thought, too. In my mind, for what we know, which, again, you can go watch any of the things that were said on Fox News. They're not hidden. Mm-hmm. seemed pretty clear to me that if I represented Dominion, I would want it to play out. And if I represented Fox, I would not. It yeah. looks kind of bad. Um, oh, it looks. And it, I mean, looks, it looks even worse the more that it goes on. And deposition testimony has right. been put in the public and other answers have been like leaking out into the public through court filings and Mm -hmm. motions. It's just looking worse and worse. So like why is, you know, let's get your expert opinion. Why, why settle? Okay. So ultimately as attorneys, we work for clients, um, who don't pay us just so we can go to court. Um, I actually tell my clients you've heard this many times where I say, look, I do this every day for a living. Yeah. I chose to be an attorney. I'm happy to go to court. Right. I'll go to court. I'm, I would love to go to court in your case, but it's not my decision. Exactly. It's your decision as to whether you want to go through with court or accept a settlement. But that's my thing is like sort of a lot of the times, at least in like what I've seen you Mm -hmm. do is that the reason clients choose to settle 
instead of going to court is usually like, I don't want to wait to go to court, which is clearly not an they issue They were there. Here. They, they were literally there. There. Um, mm-hmm. The sort of strength of the case we've talked about. So like, what is, so maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the play is there. I think it's twofold. Okay. I think timing is part of it is because of all of the, and this is a guess, this is my conjecture based on my experience, um, is that there was an analysis of how much time, not that it's going to take for trial, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's going to be appealed. Of course. You know, Fox news isn't going to just roll over and say, okay, here's whatever you, the jury awarded you. Yeah. No, they're not going to stop. So it's taken you this long to get this far, right? It's 2020 to 2023. Yeah. We're finally here. Even if we win, which would be huge, they're going to appeal, which mm-hmm. is going to take how much longer after this. Yeah. And what if we lose? And if, you know, it seems stacked in their favor, it really does seem stacked in the plaintiff's favor for Dominion, but are there other facts in there that we don't know that we haven't been able to analyze where if those were true, well, maybe it's not, maybe it's really awful and they shouldn't have said it, but it's Mm -hmm. not quite defamation. Right. And if it is defamation, how much did, was it actual injury that they can bring to a causation sense of, okay, that makes well, sense. my reputation was damaged, but did it really cause me any harm? Right. I mean, you then have to get into testimony of like, well, we were going to use these machines and then we didn't mm-hmm. type of what were your actual losses. Right. So there, to me, it must have settled by dominion as in a calculation of how much longer is this really going to be? Not just six weeks, but how much longer truly is this going to be before we see money? And yeah. is there a chance that we won't? I mean, and the settlement was huge. It it was. And I think, I, I'm telling you, I think that's what tipped it. I mean, that is, is a because lot of it money. was so close to the actual number they were asking for from a jury. I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's not close to like, I guess, I, I don't know. It seems <laughs> cl- like when we're talking millions and billions, it all seems I a can't little even short like, to me. Yeah, I'm like, um, but it was like 700 something. I'm trying to, to find the number. It was absurdly high. It was, I mean, they'd sued for a lot too, but um, I always try to have some kind of notes. <laughs> and of course, I can never find the spe- specific piece of information I'm always looking for. It's okay. Someone is like screaming at the... <laughs> the camera right now. I'm sure they're like, it's this amount of money yeah. or just keep talking. It is anyway, it was a lot an amount of money. Amount of money. Um, it was not as much as they had sued for. So it was like at least, oh, it was 787.5 million. Okay. Is this pocket settlement. change. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, the suit though had, been for about 1.6 billion. Okay. So it was 1.6 billion. The settlement was about 787 million. So to me, it's so close. Yeah. And it's not quite close, I guess, but I it's, mean, this all feels like it's large, money right. I know it is, money. it is a large settlement to be a settlement. Yeah. But I think that analysis was, look, we have all these attorney's fees in the end, it comes down to money in a civil suit, right? Right. 
We still have to pay our attorneys. We're going to have to continue to pay our attorneys through all of the six weeks of trial. Yeah. We're going to have to pay multiple attorneys for all of the six weeks of trial at crazy amounts per okay. hour for trial work. And like you said, maybe it does get overturned on appeal. Weird things happen in the courts. Mm-hmm. So in a financial analysis by a company, those are the things that they had to consider. And ultimately, Fox decided, okay, we got to cough up just a little bit more so yeah. that all of this testimony isn't put out in public for six weeks. Right. And then Dominion said, okay, maybe we take a little bit less and don't do the jury so that we get an actual amount of money in, in our, our pocket. pockets and sooner rather than later. But. I'm personally disappointed, but I, I understand. Know, I'm so sad. I wanted to, I had the public phone number where you can listen. Yes. It was Love weird. It. Cause it's Delaware. They didn't allow the, the video cameras, the, they don't normally in that court, but for this one, they allowed a live telephone where you could listen and you couldn't record, but I had that number ready to go and just listen. Oh, I love and I it. couldn't use it. I couldn't use it. Well, isn't there another lawsuit very similar? So maybe they won't settle. Yes. There okay. is a very similar lawsuit happening. Um, Twinsies. Smart. <laughs> Smartmatic. They defamed you. Me too, girl. (laughs) I need to drink on that. (laughs) But it's the same. I mean, essentially the same suit, right? You have another company saying, hey, Fox, you lied about us on the air. Um, Let's go to court about it. It's about the election. Yeah, it's another. Yeah, it's Smartmatic versus Fox News. And it's all about the election again. Um, this one's in New York. Okay. And um, what a lot of experts are saying, and even the the plaintiff's attorneys, they're like, um, it's all the same, but we're a different defendant in a different, or a different plaintiff in a different state. Like, just swap our names. Everybody gets to have a um, day in court. Yeah. And theirs is for even more. It's 2.7 or 6 billion that they've sued for. I mean, it's like a million more than, than Dominion. And they actually, this last week, during all of this... Oh, I have to mention this and then okay. we'll move on. The, the interesting things that were happening did lead me to believe that this was going to be an even more interesting trial. They had last-minute motions last week. Oh, yeah. Where the attorneys for Fox were sanctioned. That's really bad. Like, that getting sanctioned as an attorney is like big yikes. It's not something that gets handed out easily. I've only seen it four times in 17 years. Right. And it has to be for like serious stuff. Yeah. And thankfully it wasn't me. I mean, God, I lie awake at night worried I'm going to find some kind of ethical issue. I feel like that's the dream you have when you're like, you know, you, you forgot to take a test. It's like the the school dream. Maybe I'm a nerd, but like the school <laughs> stress dreams, right? Like when Yeah. You're I feel like that's the equivalent for an entry, but worse. It's like sitting in the principal's office and being like, you're expelled. Like you're, I mean, you're not expelled. You're, well, you still have your bar card, but like, not necessarily. I mean, maybe I, not. mean I God, it's the one worst that the one bad thing about being an attorney is the fear of having a, an ethics violation or an, or a client complaint. It's terrifying. Um, but they apparently didn't produce certain evidence during discovery that they were required to produce. And the judge basically said, look, I don't trust you. He said, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about this. It, it was some kind of quote, like, 
I may not look like I am, but I'm very concerned about this. Um, And you know there's a problem. And then he spoke about possibly referring the issue to a special board that would review what the attorneys had done for Fox in this case. I'm going to say this, and this is just something I've noticed observing the legal world. Attorneys are entrusted with a lot of things. I mean, anything from financial, privacy, Mm -hmm. like attorneys really are, you know, just confidants in a way that not a lot of other career fields have. And so like getting in trouble with that stuff is so bad. Yeah. Like, but what kills me is that, and we read all these cases in ethics, right? Like I always feel bad because so many of the people who get in trouble don't, it's not an intentional thing. Like there's so and many. That, God, that's me. That's like, rules. If, if I fall in, in like an opposition to something, it's because I didn't know or like and I missed happens. something. And it's not oh. even like you're not knowledgeable. There are just so many very particular nitpicky rules yeah. in legal ethics. But then you have people like Rudy Giuliani, Alex Murdoch, who are just out here for decades, willy nilly, doing intentional things wrong. And they what never they get caught. To, what they seem to be doing intentional things wrong. We don't want to have a defamation suit. So yes, bring it. What appears to be willy nilly disregard of ethics rules and regulations. Yes. That is quite terrifying and awful and angering. Yeah. I'm so glad I picked a low stress career. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Have you seen that TikTok with what I think he's Australian. He at least has this beautiful Australian accent. This beautiful man with a beautiful Australian accent, you know, longer hair. Right. I have to find this. He's on TikTok. He has this great TikTok skit where it's, you know, he's on both sides. He's the one person and the other. So he's the attorney at the desk and he's the the new attorney or like the new hire um, on the other side of the desk. And he's going through all of these questions of, okay, what's uh, what's the thing you get the most from law school? Stress. Um, what's the thing you'll get the most during your, your real job? Stress. Stress. And he's going through all like of these questions. questions. Yeah. Like, would you, you know, what would you do for here? And all of it's like, I've just signed up for a lifetime of stress. It's like, true. that's it. And it's the funniest thing. Oh, if you can to, find we'll it. We'll have to find it. The, uh, the one I saw that I was thinking, it was actually also on TikTok. And it's like, I didn't want to work a nine to five. I went to law school so I could work 24 <laughs> seven. That's a good one. I, mean, I thought it was cute. I, th- I thought it was super funny. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's really funny. That's cute. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, these attorneys have been, have been sanctioned and also it's like so embarrassing. Like right? I'm, I would also like public shame. Like it's just embarrassing. Die, right. Like- you just want to crawl under a rock and die. No, thanks. I'll just not come back. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, my, some people don't seem to care as much, but I, we do. I would be embarrassed. Like, I feel like I'm very hard to embarrass, but something like that would be very embarrassing. Yeah. And, you know, they were told they were actually sanctioned so much that they were told because you didn't turn this stuff over, the plaintiff, Dominion, now has the right to review it. You have to turn it over. And if they want to do a new deposition, you have to do it and you have to pay for it. Good. Um, so it doesn't look like they did a new deposition or if they did, it was like sometime on the weekend. Um, but now the New York case, yes. the plaintiffs over there are saying, Hey, um, can we have that? 
because they're saying it's the same case. It's all the same behavior that we've cited that the defendants have done wrong. So all of that information we should have access to. So could Dominion's team give it to them if they wanted? Potentially. It depends on the agreements they have for confidentiality. So they might have had essentially what would equate to an NDA as part of the settlement agreement. Correct. The Mm, Mm non-disclosure. Interesting. So it depends on the limitations during discovery as to who would have access um, outside of the attorneys and also the settlement agreement. But there is a possibility that a judge could order that the documents be provided from the one case to the other, not necessarily to the public, but at least between the cases to be analyzed and reviewed. Because it's relevant. Interesting. Well, we'll stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned. And now we've got less than 30 minutes for abortion. Oh yeah. Casual. Well, this is my hot topic. Look, I've been waiting. (laughs) I'm going to drink again. My (laughs) upper level writing requirement is about the Dobbs decision and a lot of other things. Um, But For those who don't know, say what the Dobbs opinion is. Overturn Roe versus Wade. Yeah, and that was last year. Yes, you can just read my face to see how I feel about that one. (laughs) Um, However, what we're talking about now is different. It's not Roe versus Wade. It's not Dobbs. We're not actually talking about abortion, so to speak. This gets into a weird procedural thing, so I will clarify. Dobbs did not make abortion illegal. Dobbs said, we, the Supreme Court, are done talking Mm -hmm. about abortion. It's up to the states. Right. Which, okay, federalism. But yeah, what has now happened, so we're going to start so shockingly in Texas. Um, so we're in a federal court. No. In- <laughs> really? Know. <laughs> I know. Is that where it would be? Are you sure it's another state, right? Never Texas. <laughs> so throw on your cowboy boots and let's go down to Texas. Um, so we are in federal court. We essentially have the plaintiffs are a group of medical professionals Mm -hmm. who, to be clear, do not provide abortion services. However, they have filed a lawsuit essentially claiming, to sum it up, that they are impacted because doctors who prescribe, and we're talking about uh, medicated abortion, so um, misoprostol, I think is right? I don't know how to pronounce it. It is... The abortion pill yes, is how it's being described in the news is basically it's being prescribed where you can take it up to seven weeks after pregnancy or yes. insemination is like up to seven weeks. Then it was approved later by the FDA to 10 weeks. Yes. Um, so the original was 2000. Then we had 2016. So you have this group of providers saying the fact that other doctors are prescribing this, which again has been approved by the FDA for a couple decades now. Um, damages us because some of their patients might have severe adverse reactions and then seek care from us for these adverse reactions, burdening the medical system, which is absurd because if that was the case, it would be burdened already. This pill has been out for 20 something years, right? However, they were very selective. We've talked about jurisdiction and venue and they picked a judge who is adamantly pro-life I don't know if they picked the judge or at least the jurisdiction. Because right. there's, there's ways you're not supposed, you're not supposed to right. have court or judge selection. 
But there are ways to I think they were better creative. ensure that yes. you're in a specific jurisdiction or a specific judge. There's calendaring of, yeah. oh, you just they happen to only be available on a Wednesday. Or, right. you right. know, there, was, there are ways around it you're not supposed to. I say but. picked kind of in that way. Not that they were like, <laughs> hey, you are taking this case. But kind of they were right. very careful. They with, were very selective. Very selective. So this judge agrees with them. Um, we're going to start there. What is the first issue that comes to your mind when you hear this? Standing. Right. You have to, to, to bring a claim, you have to be the, an injured party. You have to have some stake yeah. in the game. I think their connection to this issue is tenuous at best. And not even that. It's that you're saying words like may, yes. possible. It has to be imminent. Right. It can't be a possible Damage. infringement or damage it has to be an imminent right like it is going to happen if you judge don't stop it with an injunction exactly so it may i mean is it mass issues in my mind if i didn't know the others yes. it would seem to me knowing con law mm-hmm. constitutional law it would seem to me that based on standing then these people better have Evidence that these drugs are causing right. adverse reaction and significant and, and that they are substantial like numbers. The patients from those. That would right. also be the thing because they own their own medical practices. Mm-hmm. So even if there were these adverse reactions, which there are there are occasional, you can go pull up the FDA reports on them, but it's not they're called rare adverse reactions for yeah, I mean, a this reason. Isn't something like COVID that's so no, guess what? common people, that we're talking about it on the news. People have rare adverse reactions to Tylenol. Like, so there's that. Judge agrees with them. Whatever. Um, but <laughs> you can't tell my personal opinions on this at all. <laughs> However, in his order, he says FDA. You need to stop distribution of this drug completely. Now. Now. Which sounds a little strange if you know anything. You know, we have three branches of government, guys. Okay. (laughs) This is, no, this is good. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is where it kind of gets away from like the whole issue of abortion to, this is like a, a separation of powers issue. So essentially you have the FDA, which is an agency. And so you have like. Agency laws and it's a federal agency. It's a but federal yeah, agency. It's an agency. It's usually an administrative issue. Yes. Who answers to Congress, which is our legislative. So now you have a federal court judge down in Texas saying, I can tell the FDA what to do. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but I will also say you also had a federal court judge in Washington State give an equal and opposite injunction at the same time, saying, FDA, you cannot stop. Your current practices. Both of these are absurd, in my opinion. Like, that's not within your pur- purview. Right. Like, anybody can order the FDA to do anything except Congress. That's my understanding of how the three branches of government work. And that seems to be the issue. Um, like, you can't do that. Because what that... I mean, if this were upheld, in my opinion, that would mean anything the FDA has ever authorized, approved for use... Now you can just have a judge say any federal judge that wants to says no. FDA have to has to stop doing that. 
Right. How many medications right. and medical devices I mean, and are out there? Right. It gives a weird twist on like administrative law that you could now have this, what I think is a severe overreach of power. So where are we at today? As of this week, um, so the Texas opinion was appealed up to the Fifth Circuit and the Fifth Circuit said, whoa, 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 we can't ban it starting the original approval, which was 2000, because there's a timeliness issue. Mm-hmm. But the 2016 increase that we talked about for additional weeks, we can do that. So that's where that one is. Now, the FDA and the Justice Department said, hey, Supreme Court. Yeah. And just like that, Supreme Court is wrote back into abortion. Mm-hmm. So it is sitting with the Supreme Court right now. Um, they were supposed to decide something yesterday or to Wednesday. Wednesday. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the days are. <laughs> Wednesday. Um, and then that got pushed. They said, hey, 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 we need more time. So it's tonight, Friday at yeah. midnight. Like oh not even God. like close of business. Like not even during happy that is hour. so drama queenish. Being like... <laughs> Midnight. That's like when everybody stay tuned. That's like dropping a new album. Stay tuned at midnight. So when I'm releasing, like, come on, just put it out in normal business hours. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is if they, if they do put it out at midnight, like what are people going to do over the weekend? Yeah. 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 So dramatically, (laughs) yes, the Supreme Court is going to do something with it at midnight or have it published at midnight. And I think the biggest questions surrounding this are going to be, whether they accept it fully yeah. and rule on all of the merits. Right. Whether they reject it. Because there's no standing. For lack of standing. Or whether they issue some kind of... Guidance. Guidance opinion. They're not supposed to issue advisory opinions. Um, as right. the Supreme Court, they're not supposed to. But there are ways with like... They can offer opinions as to here's why we're we're rejecting here's it. Here's just some dicta about my thoughts about yeah, it. Yeah, so we're not accepting it for lack of standing, but if we were. <laughs> no, exactly. If we were. So there would be like concurring and dissenting opinions. So there's possibilities here that there, there may be some constitutional law pieces that could be grabbed yeah. onto where instead of just rejecting for lack of standing, which they might very well have the possibility to do, where they may be able to say, okay, well, the plaintiff's doctors didn't initially have standing, but maybe the federal organization does have standing. I don't know. There's that's what, It's supposed to be the original complaint. It's supposed to be yes. based not on when it gets to the Supreme Court, but when right. it started. Yes. And that's when standing is supposed to be looked at is when the original case started, what is the standing of those parties? Not what is the standing of the FDA when it gets to the Supreme court? So I don't know. And also what is somewhat interesting too, is actually um, part of what Kavanaugh wrote in part of the decision with Dobbs was that the judiciary, I mean, he was very clear about the judiciary needs to get out of this issue. So then you have this, I mean, just by my take, I don't think the Supreme Court wants to be embroiled in this anymore. Um, yeah, I think it, it does seem like the Dobbs decision was their way to say states deal with it. And state legislatures, not mm-hmm. judges, I think, um, for the most part. 
it's not really, we have some judicial activism here, which is kind of like just making things up. Like for making law from the bench instead of through Congress. Yes. Yeah. That's the idea of there's this (laughs) branches of government for a reason is the, the rule makers are supposed to be Congress. Um, but there's, and the president is not supposed to be a rule maker, but he has executive orders which is which seem to be <laughs> rules. rules, and then and the judges then, are supposed to be the referees. Does this violate the rules or not? Is the, the only question they're supposed to answer. Judges seem to create rules out of fake privacy laws that may or may not exist. <laughs> um, and I'm not just saying that for abortion; it's a thing. Um, what so, do you mean? It doesn't say privacy in the Constitution, Virginia. <laughs> this is news to me. There is not an actual constitutional provision or amendment that says privacy anywhere in it. No, just we just like, it was like a hundred years ago or so we just read it in there and then based all of our laws off of it. So it th- was that's put in there issue. as some kind of possible due process, right? Um, but yeah, so that's like how much are these governmental entities bleeding into each other with the checks and balances? They're supposed yes. to be distinct checks and balances of each other of this is the governing power. This is the rule power. This is the review power. Like these are the supposed to be the separate, but each of them is taking a little bit of the others, or at the very least the executive and judiciary tend to take a little bit of the legislative, um, out of it. It is very hard for me to see. I'm trying not to say too many personal opinions. (laughs) Um, but it is hard for me to understand Congress's role anymore. Um, I know we have a lot of congressmen and women um, and persons, but it is hard for me to see what they do much anymore because it does seem to be that the president and the Supreme Court seem to be taking a lot of rulemaking power. And I think a lot of the rules that are produced by Congress are so poorly written that they're useless. I will say, like, you know, like anything they are State, passing. federal, much of it is seems, just so poorly written. Well, there's all of the additives of we'll put this right. spending thing I mean, in there. Even, and, I've done some research project. I'm thinking about that one Wisconsin case, and I had to read the statutes of this case. It was for that self-defense claim. And it uh, had, it was like a, it was like a five word sentence. And that was it. That was the only thing the statute said about something. And then created all of these legal issues because it was so poorly written and so vague. Vagueness. It's like, what does this mean? You guys wrote it. You passed it. What does that mean? Right. Should it be thrown out for vagueness? Um, um yeah. <laughs> lots of fun constitutional law, um, words and yeah. topics today. We'll stay posted though because yeah, this, I'm following because clearly we're gonna see what Virginia's <laughs> trying to be neutral. I'm not. I have a lot of feelings about this. I have a lot of feelings about the Supreme Court decisions. Um, I think it's very interesting to see what's happening within states. I think that's where a lot of controversy is gonna come. This to me is not even like. I feel like I keep saying this about a lot of the issues we talk about. <laughs> like it's not salacious. This is like a. This is. Is this in their purview? Right. And it's not even like thing. an issue it's of like, abortion. It's, it's like these tangential. Trump cases aren't necessarily. Trump, the, the the actual questions are not as salacious as Trump. Exactly. It's the same thing here. This it's is like, like a it's procedure. an abortion case. Well, s- sort of. But it's, it's more m- of like, <laughs> is this judge allowed to do that? Right. It's more a question of agency, administration, yeah. and federalism. Because there's a whole lot of... And standing. Yeah. Agency and admin law, administrative law. Like, there is 
tons of it. Um, I took one semester of that of public law. Not my vibe. It was really boring. It's a lot of like regulations, right? Like they have to they have to send a lot of memos out. Not my vibe, clearly. But that's what we're talking about. That's what this is going to be. Yeah. Um. It. it yeah. If you I'm don't guess, know and have never heard these words that we're using, then that's how boring this is. No, exactly. That's what it I'm trying to not, say. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, it's abortion and abortion and pills." It's like, yes, it is, but kind of. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, my hot take is that because you have two equally ranked judges giving opposite and contradictory orders um, that puts the FDA in a weird position either way. They can't follow one without like disobeying the other. Right, because they're both federal courts right. with it, like, equal standing. Um, I mean, I guess my take is they're going to say, hey, just to clarify, um, federal judges don't get to boss the FDA around. Right. That's what I think will probably happen. I, I agree. I think there's going to be some kind of ruling yeah. or statements. Yeah, or I don't know how they're going to do how it. How it's but... going to be phrased, I do not know. But I feel that there is going to be some kind of discussion about whether this can happen or be made to happen against yeah. the FDA. Or if it's a rejection of this is Congress's purview Right, because if Congress had issued something to the FDA mm -hmm. instructing them to do this, we would be having a different conversation. Absolutely. Because that's who the FDA answers to, mm -hmm. is Congress. Um, in theory, they don't answer to a judge. Yeah. We'll see if the Supreme Court agrees I with my analysis. Do. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see. I wish I had all of the specific ways and means. Um, we know enough about constitutional law to be a little... I, to know uh, that this is a mess, to know yeah. that this, this is a mess, um, I think it's really bold. I mean, clearly me and this judge don't get along, but that's a bold move to just say, screw separation of powers. I'm going to do what I want. FDA, listen to me. Bold. Right. I mean, that's the question is what's next? Is they're going to, you know, make rules? They're going to start issuing rulings against the DOJ? Well, okay. They're going to issue a rule against the president. I mean, seriously, this is where we're cascading of if you can issue, if a judge, any judge across the country right. federally can tell a federal administration, power, agency, company, organization, whatever operate. you want to cop that, call them how to operate mm -hmm. or what not to do then we're going to go into absolute standstill because yes. nobody's going to be allowed to do anything. I think it'll create a mess. I also think what gets lost in this is like, these, this impacts real people because the FDA gets scared that they're going to get in trouble, essentially. And so they just pause. Right. Um, we won't approve and, any know, drug. The Supreme Court says we need a couple more days to think this over. And in the meantime, what happened? Right? You know, so right now it's a drug that is more controversial, has to do with abortion. Yes. But what if next time it's insulin? Like, or something we, that, yeah, know, we think that insulin is, but has too many side effects. We what? think that this particular people brand, have, people have adverse reactions to it. Um, so I think that's scary to me. Yeah. I don't want to like fear monger, but to me, that is very concerning. The idea that they could just do that. Right. If you take the word abortion out of it and say pill yeah, or medicine, just pill or medicine mm -hmm. that does whatever it is. Right. And FDA right? approved treatment mm -hmm. after it is an fda approved drug that's been approved for decades 
if a if the FDA can be told by a federal court, you can't use that drug, distribute that drug, approve that drug. We're yeah. just going to yank it because we don't think you you approved it correctly, right? Even though like you employ scientists and healthcare workers and you know follow the regulations Congress has put in place for testing, you did all of those things. We just don't like it. Right. And then there gets to be the question of personal choice. Right. Which I think so is like let's overwhelming. take out abortion. Yep. Okay. We're going to put aside the name abortion and then we're going to conclude here. <laughs> we're going to take out the word abortion and we're going to put in my issues. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I have significant nerve issues, right. nerve damage. Um, I wear these shirts because of scarring that I have. Right. I, if someone were to say... We're taking Lyrica off. Right. Okay. And I looked at it and I said, wow, I really need that nerve drug. Right. Because in order to get through my days right. and function, I have need of that drug. You it and your healthcare choice team yeah, my work healthcare to together yes. to come up with a care plan that mm-hmm. suits you, that addresses the issues that your team knows about. Right. They have the medical licensing to write prescription. Mm-hmm. They did that, and just the thought that someone who has no background in medicine could say, I don't think so. Right, oh, that there's I an can't have that drug. There's whatever, mm-hmm. and just pull whatever off the market seems asinine to me. Right, I mean, I can't imagine, and yes, I am choosing to take it because it's right. not needed for my life, right? I don't right. have to have it to continue with my life, but to get through regular functioning through the, right. the day without being in excruciating pain, that seems to be the way to go for me. So yes, I am making a personal decision yeah. to take this drug that was suggested to me, advised to me by my physician. And if someone ended up saying, some federal judge said, you know, we think that ju- drug is too risky, yeah. let me know, put warnings on it, right? right? This is why the FDA has warnings and labels. Yep. Put a warning on it, put a label on it. Let me decide if I want to risk these choices. Right. I mean, I'm on ADHD medication too, which I mean, they have been cracking down on, which just makes they my life have. more difficult. They just, just, the truth is I'm prescribed. I've been on it for years and all it does is make it harder for me. And then I don't refill my meds for like two weeks. <laughs> I just, they're like, you have to come to an appointment all the time. Why? I've been on the same dosage for forever. I'm saving things just like that. It. And just the thought that one judge on a whim, we're humans, right? Judges are humans too. We agree with some, we don't agree with some, but just the idea, the principle that one person could say, nope, is concerning to me. I think if you think we should have separation of powers, if you think we should have, you know, big separation, this is an issue. I would be concerned. I don't know anybody who wouldn't be concerned. This is a huge point of judicial activism. Yeah. Um, so even if you necessarily agree with the opinion, I'd be concerned about the process personally. Yeah. It- Take the words abortion, abortion pills out of it and look at it overall. And that to me is the bigger question that's before us rather than a right to life or a right to choose. Yeah. And so let's just cross our fingers that the Supreme Court says, you'll have lost your minds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to see. Stay tuned. We are not going to do it next week. We are going to be off next week, right? Everybody, we're taking a pause. Um, We have places to be and things to do um, that are, yeah, graduation related right into the year. Chelsea has finished school. be seeing Taylor Swift. I'm going to scream. She's going to go see the concert, which is amazing. Era's tour, like, so pumped. I'm going to be 
You just don't even know. <laughs> I don't, but I'm so glad for you. So you're going to be off doing that. You're I'm going to go to Williamsburg um, and see my law school and my family and hopefully some friends. Um, so we're going to travel next week. Enjoy. We will um, see what happens within the next two weeks for the yeah. hot legal topics. We will probably have to limit ourselves even more. Um, so stay tuned. Watch those rulings. Um, yeah. Watch for Smartmatic and what the judge does. Watch for the Supreme Court decision. And we will catch you back next time. Like, subscribe so that it comes back up mm-hmm. in your feed so you can see the next ones and yeah. what happens with the week's hottest news. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We're with Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Until you do.